What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of Off the Dome Radio. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, when and wherever you might be listening. We appreciate you uh, tuning into the show, giving us your time, your ear, and checking to see what we're all about. Uh, so today, on today's episode, uh, we get into a few hot topics. Uh, one, I bring up a, a kind of health and fitness article uh, targeted towards losing belly fat. So I kind of go into a weight loss uh, tangent and things to really watch out for, other red flags. Uh, this article had five specific tips, and some were contradicting to others. So I do dive into that and other things to think about and look for when searching, even just simple things that you might uh, think are good for you uh, for weight loss, but might do the opposite. Uh, then my RLE, I talk about my new habit that I picked up last week, fell in love with it, going to uh, keep that rolling as long as I can. Might get Tim involved as well. We'll see. Uh, then finish off with some good book talk. Uh, what are we practicing? Because that's what we become. Tim, where do you take us today? Yeah, I talk about McDonald's and their uh, new podcast that they released called The Sauce. Uh, so the Sauce. And we get into a deeper discussion about how brands are creating a new wave of advertisers for their current and potential customers through podcasting. We kind of explore uh, that. So that's a very interesting discussion. Also talk about the recent Andrew Luck news. He retired. Spoiler alert. I'm sure he dun, knew dun, that dun. very well. Um, so I'm going to talk about just the mental health aspect of that. Because um, as a fan, you want to be disappointed and mad. But kind of get into a deeper discussion about just the nature of that and, and, and what he's facing. And, and it, was a, it was a somber discussion, but also a good one that needs to be addressed. Um, and then I also talk about a new book that I just started called The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield. And we get into the resistance and how uh, fear is actually a good thing when you're looking at accomplishing something meaningful. So a very good discussion there. Uh, episode 80. I know you guys are going to really enjoy this one. A lot of different topics covered uh, that you can apply in your daily life. So without further ado, episode 80. Enjoy your Tuesday. So I was, uh, I was coming, in, coming in your place and uh, looked up at your pet wasps. Uh, nest you got going on in the corner by the garage. Yeah, what do you think about that? I, uh, I, I think you should get rid of it, but, uh, I know that you've, you guys have kind of taken a liking to them and consider them part of the family now, and you even made the notion that you might start charging rent, so, you know, I, I checked in, it looked like they were out for the afternoon, I don't know if it was a family brunch or trip to the zoo, <laughs> That they took, but I looked up to see if they were doing okay for you. Um, didn't see any action, yeah. so. At first, I wanted them out, but over time, I realized they don't do any harm to us. They don't interfere with anything. They're just always up there. Whenever I look, they're working hard on something. They're doing something. I mean, they're just like the rest of us. They're just trying to pave their own way in life, so so yeah, might as well stay. But hey, after a month, you're going to have to start chipping in on the run. So. so if you see a second nest start to form, you're going to let that go too? I, don't think is this, I think they've claimed their territory. I don't think anybody else could be building a nest anywhere near there. Or, like, I think the nest would grow, right? They're going to mate, you know, and grow. You're just going to ride this wave, see how either how many or how large this nest can uh, can can get. Yeah, I just guess we'll ride see. It. We'll see. Hmm. Yeah, they've been there for a month, so. Hmm. Bold strategy, Cotton. Yeah. Be interesting to see how this one plays out. Yeah. You know, I, I still enjoy coming here at this point, but... Uh, I think it's a certain point. 
I'm gonna have to step in here. Yeah, too. they hear you talking shit, so they may not be as nice to you when you come. They in. can't hear nothing. <laughs> they can't hear a damn thing, Tim. <laughs> they hear a lot of things. Um, but yeah, looked like they were doing fine. Mm-hmm. Didn't see them, so yeah. Like I said, family family Sunday event. Yeah, family so, brunch. Yeah, probably. Yeah, and uh, but uh, a good happy birthday to you, Tim. Thank you. As of Sunday was your actual birthday. Mm-hmm. We uh, we celebrated a little bit this weekend. Yes, we did. How uh, I don't know. How did you enjoy your birthday? I did. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Good time. Good time spent with friends. As long as I'm with the people I care about, oh. doesn't even matter, man. Oh. So good weekend. We went went out on Friday and brunch yesterday. Went to the Colts game. Yeah, that was fun. Uh, received some bad news after the game, which we'll get into later. Yeah. But yeah, no. Today I had brunch with my family and good deal. Yeah. We're, you guys, we're, we're grinding. Where'd you guys go? We went Bob Evans. Ooh. Yeah, up in, solid. Up in Noblesville. It's a good time. Yeah. Saw, saw the, the niece and nephew, too. Haven't seen Ooh, them in a while, which is good. Yeah, we played quite a bit of pool on Friday. We did. Just what was our record? What was your yours and my record? Man, I forget. Yeah. We were also drinking beers while we were shooting pool, so. Yeah. I uh, think I was like three for 30 on makes, but <laughs> I, I hit, that, hit that one for the win, so. There you go. Hey, you came through when we needed it. Yes. And that's... That's what winners do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Saturday, that was my first ever NFL game. Yeah, first ever. In person? Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Actual. And they had the roof open, too. At Lucas oh, Oil. it was a beautiful yeah. night. I like the view looking out over the city, too. Mm-hmm. So we, I'm glad we had those seats. Good job, Nah, on, on the seats. Yeah, and good advertising for those companies, that have billboards out on the city of Indianapolis that you can see through the window on the end zone on the other side when you Facts. can look out over the city. Facts. So, genius. Genius. Absolute genius. I bet some of them put those signs up there after it was built. Oh. Strategically. Have to. For sure. I would. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. But yeah. Good, uh, good weekend, man. Mm-hmm. As always, a little short. Goes by quick. But what do you have going on in the world, Tim? Yeah, so I want to talk about uh, just another advertising strategy that companies have been doing over the last couple of years because I saw an article about McDonald's. Uh, so more and more companies are putting out company-sponsored podcasts as another form to penetrate the ears of their current and potential customers. Cause, penetrate the ears. And just the way they're doing it too. So McDonald's last year was dabbling with a podcast um, called The Sauce. I figure you would like that. <laughs> the Sauce. Um, I, do, I do like that. Well well done. Yeah, so you uh, you listen to the podcast Serial, right? I think I have, but I don't... I'm not a regular listener. So it was, pro- it was probably the biggest... But I've heard good things. Yeah, like when podcasts first started becoming a thing a few years ago, this was like one of the biggest podcasts to pop off because it was like a... It was an audio investigation podcast that covered uh, this murder trial and whether this dude was going to get exonerated. And it was pretty much just a whole season long examining the facts. And that's and McDonald's modeled its podcast, The Sauce, after that. Um, and it showed like the, myster- the mystery of how McDonald's underestimated the demand for a popular dipping sauce. Because I don't know if the, the Szechuan sauce that they modeled after Rick and Morty they released that sauce like last year and apparently there were like fights breaking out at certain restaurants because there was like they were having sh- they didn't make enough of it there was a shortage of what? it so people were like fights over sauce yeah and so as like a 
a PR move, McDonald's released this podcast called The Sauce that was modeled after the Serial podcast, and it was pretty much a um, it was it was an investigative podcast as to why there was a shortage of sauce, and the pretty much the the gist of it was how McDonald's ended up saying it was their fault. So it was pretty much a podcast designed to apologize for them shorting everybody. Oh sauce. my gosh! Yeah. So it was it was just designed to be an apology. Uh, McDonald's paid a media company called Gizmodo to produce it, and I just think it's a greater lesson um, that companies are increasingly modeling their podcast off of popular ones into their own projects. Uh, just a branding a branding effort to like get into the people's ears because like company. I mean, I feel like companies aren't doing the podcast to just advertise their own products they're just doing it as another way for because whenever people plug in a podcast they're you're literally getting inside of their head when you listen to someone's podcast so mm-hmm. i think just think it's another way of doing that um and i think it's a really effective way because you see more and more companies doing it like ge has one called the message where scientists work to decode extraterrestrial terrestrial messages using real technology developed by ge so it's just kind of how they're modeling different podcasts. And then the Rise and Grind podcast by Damon John, that's actually ZipRecruiter's podcast. And it's mm. the focus is to help businesses find perfect people for their jobs. So they're kind of incorporating a podcast model to not directly sell their services, but themed around what they do. So, And then eBay does one called Open for Business, where it focuses on building a business from scratch. Johnson Johnson does one called Innovation, where they're exploring different healthcare opportunities. Um, I just think it's smart as as different companies do this because there's over it's over seven hundred fifty thousand podcasts total. Wow, that's what they estimated. So it only makes sense that companies are doing this. Wow, and not to do their own products, but to do a theme, kind of revolving what the company does, but modeled off of other successful ones like what McDonald's did with cereal. So I just thought it was interesting. Just want to get your thoughts. Szechuan sauce causing riots, boy. Yeah. Get saucy with it, cuz. Can you imagine being at a McDonald's where a fight breaks out over sauce? No. People just throwing shit at each other? No, I can't. But for whatever reason, it doesn't surprise me that people are like that. Mm-hmm. What? So, my thoughts. I think it's interesting that they kind of designed it to be an apology. Mm-hmm. Like, look, you didn't have enough sauce. Okay. Put out a little statement if you want. Call it a day. But so I think there is some marketability to this for sure. And oh, there is. They were they were in the top hundred for downloaded podcasts with the Sauce podcast. It did really well actually. Wow. And like the name, like mm-hmm. you're drawing people to the name. You're marketing McDonald's. But I thought it was thought it was interesting how they kind of flipped it uh, to be geared towards disappointed customers Mm -hmm. because I was going to ask you what you thought their audience was or target market because outside of that I'm trying to think who they're trying to capture yeah because like I have no motive to listen to something like that personally Mm -hmm. like maybe an episode or two for like market research what have you and that's about it and I don't know. I, I like it, and I think they're they're just following a good business trend too. Mm-hmm. They see podcasts are the thing right now. Yeah. So they're hopping on a trend, and that's you know adapting to the environment. They're following mm-hmm. the cheese. So good on them business wise. 
uh, I was, like I said, I was just thinking the whole time, outside of those people, disappointed customers, who were they trying to, to market to? Well, the sauce itself was based off of Mick, Rick and Morty. So Rick and Morty is kind of a younger generation show, like yeah. 20 to 35, maybe even 20 to 40, people in their 30s. Sure. So I feel like the podcast, and podcasts is a lot, I mean, every, every age of listening to podcasts right now, but it's probably geared towards that group, like the 20 to 40 age group, because that's what people were going after the sauce initially, because they were buying into the Rick and Morty thing. Yeah. Um, so that's probably who they were going after, because younger, I mean, you have the people who love to listen to podcasts, but also love McDonald's, because a lot of people like McDonald's, and I think the market for McDonald's is a lot bigger than what people think, like, what is it, like billions and billions served? Yeah. So, and like, just people are listening, so I feel like it was after that age group, and like I said, it, I mean, it got up to number 94 on most downloaded podcasts at some point, so it was doing well. Yeah, which is impressive. Right out the gate, so it's just I, a, it's just another it's just another way to have. You, I mean, you're not doing a podcast to convert people to come to McDonald's initially. You just want to stay relevant in people's eyes, right? And and more likely to stop in because you listen to them on a weekly basis. Or you listen see, to them. they're they're putting the good intention <clears throat> behind it first. Mm-hmm. It's not in your face a business strategy. They have the apology piece to it attached to it and nicely done. Like, yeah. That's a lot easier to market and in, it's a lot more inviting too. Mm-hmm. It's not like, oh, they're doing this for money. It's, oh, like they were upset that we were upset. Yeah. I'm going to check this out. Yeah. So nicely done there. And on McDonald's side, like think about how much it would cost to run TV commercials about this versus how much it costs to do a podcast project. Like, oh. yeah, yeah, they hired a company, Gizmodo, to produce it, but... The, the amount of money they spent on this is probably a fraction of what they would have if they would have tried to do any, Absolutely. Other, any other form of advertising. Absolutely. So it's smart for any company to do, honestly. And it's so. like, whether it's podcast, TV, it's McDonald's. You're going to get the attention. Mm-hmm. And they already have. So, yeah, yeah. Perfect. Like, awesome point of how much money they're saving. Mm-hmm. They're probably going to be like, oh, yeah, this is a lot easier than paying for TV. Yeah. And if you're, if you're someone tuning into a podcast... You're not going to tune into McDonald's podcast where they're talking about McDonald's food. And you're, you're not going to turn it, tune into a podcast to hear someone talk about their products. You already know what their products are. You can go research that. Mm-hmm. But you will tune into something that's themed off of a different type of podcast that's been successful and has some sort of entertainment value to it as well. Yeah. So, Like you want, you want the juicy stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you can, you can go and eat there and find out the rest. Yeah. So. Interesting. Good, uh, good move creating a podcast. Yeah, you you know I always love talking about marketing, man. Absolutely, so good for them. Got to. Good job, McDonald's. Still, still won't eat there, but good job. <laughs> uh, so I saw an article. Uh, I was looking on our trusty app Flipboard mm-hmm. about the headline was if you have a slow metabolism, here are five doctor doctor approved ways to burn belly fat. Kombuchlin. <laughs> Get out of here. All right, keep going. Sorry. <laughs> it's better for like gut health. And it's like a fraction of what you should be doing for gut health. Anyway. Right. And it smells bad. It does smell bad. Yeah. Not all of it tastes bad. Some, some of it tastes good. <laughs> but yeah, kombucha in and of itself does not smell good at all. Yeah. Personal opinion. But I agree with you. So the... And they do... Um, 
mentioned this in the article too. And I'm like, okay, well, first off, you can't spot reduce fat. You can't just singly target belly fat or arm fat. It, it doesn't work that way. So, but they, like I said, they do address that. First was being a caloric deficit. And they, they failed to mention that, say someone's already in a caloric deficit. Say Mrs. Jones is 150 pounds, wants to get to 125, and say her maintenance calories should be, based on her activity level, between 18 to 2,100 calories. Okay. Say you track her for a week, maybe two if you feel necessary, and she's at 1,100 calories. She's already in a deficit, and she's not seeing change. Mm-hmm. If they go by this, being a caloric deficit... They're going to go the deficit, deficit of the 1,100. Exactly. Makes it worse. She doesn't... And you know what? She might not just know any better. And she's trying to figure out you know, how she can lose some more weight. She might see this and go, okay, well, let me eat less. I mean, if you think you have a slow metabolism, all you're doing is destroying it further. Mm-hmm. You need to up... She would have to up her calories to maintenance, adjust there find, you know, homeostasis again, and then reduce from there. So it's very likely to see some weight gain. Mm -hmm. But with that, you can also still improve muscle gain. So you can still look good if the goal is to still look good, but you will gain some weight. Mm -hmm. So if you're already in a caloric deficit, second one was increased physical activity, especially intense cardio exercise. Okay, so you deficit yourself further and then you increase activity more you're nothing but a walking stressor say you have a stressful job and you don't sleep very well you're just a walking stressor you're doing more harm than good and of course i'm going the the opposite end of of things going well in this i'll I'll play the other side of the coin too third is build muscle that's not going to happen given the first two things boost your metabolism with healthy fats and protein can have all the fats and protein you want. You're still, you know, unless you get out of deficit, you're not doing yourself any favors. And make long-term changes and stay consistent. That's not going to happen, given the four things before that. That's not sustainable at all. Now, these, so- these things combined together just don't work. Like, I could say each of these could work in its own arena, depending on if other things are true. But someone reading this article shouldn't follow like these five yeah. things together. Is that what you're getting at? Uh, pretty much, yeah. So, and, you know, I'm being very nitpicky here. But these are also the things that have to be thought about that are not necessarily given to the masses in depth. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, I, I, I live and work in this space, like nutrition coaching and rehab and, and blah, blah, blah. But... Say you're even in homeostasis. Say you're at maintenance, okay? Say you're pretty okay at tracking. Going into caloric deficit, if you want to lose fat, okay, sure, I could see that. But maybe before going into deficit, I might just alter your workout programming. Mm -hmm. Maybe your heavy cardio, minimal resistance training, I'm going to flip the two. You're going to see yourself maybe stay at the same weight, but have different body compositional changes. So... I would even do that before a caloric deficit. Like, yes, if you want to lose weight, yeah. Calories, 
in and calories out. Yeah, you, you need to be in a deficit if you want to lose fat as well. Increase activity, yeah. Say you're you're doing everything right, sure. Maybe you up that. Maybe you add a little cardio after your, your other routine, sure. Build muscle, that's not going to happen in a deficit. Uh, you might even lose a little bit. Uh, boost metabolism. Um, you know, it... Food is going to depend on, on the individual and how they react to, to certain foods. Good fats and protein. Uh, yeah, that's good calories um, and healthy fats. Protein. Um, yeah, good. also good for weight loss. Higher protein. It's a higher thermogenic food. So, you know, I, I think a few things, few of these things put together in the same routine done correctly can help you lose overall fat. And yeah, you'll probably notice you burn belly fat too. But am I being picky? Absolutely. But there are also many things to think about before just throwing all five of these things at your body all at one time. Mm -hmm. Because some of them will not happen as a just straight up con contradiction <clears throat> to nutrition and how the body and science works. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. So... um. I don't know. There, there's a lot more to weight loss than just decrease calories up your activity. There's a lot more things that have to go into it. The most simple thing I ever heard to tell me is the health equation, nutrients divided by calories. Mm. If you increase the nutrients in your diet, your calories are going to go down because mm. you're getting it from healthier sources. Yeah. You're going to feel full by eating something that has a lot more nutrients for you. It's all about absorption, not consumption. Mm-hmm. Someone might be able to consume less than you think they'd be able to, but maybe they absorb the quality of their food better than if they try to just get the number of calories and not care about quality of food. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, things like stress, you know, stress needs to be addressed here for fat loss, 100%. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I agree with some. Disagree with all of them not being all put together. Not all together, yeah. Right. And, you know, you need to make sure you're in a healthy caloric state first. So just uh, something that, you know, I, I like to, to read up on, see what's being put out there. And there's good and bad with everything, but they're all, there are other red flags and things to be aware of, too. Mm -hmm. So just like to make people aware as much as I possibly can and go from there so what uh kind of good rles you got for us tim i feel yeah. like you you kind of alluded to it earlier yeah it's uh kind of teasing your pickle so yeah so we, i mean yesterday i'm gonna give people background andrew luck the quarterback of the indianapolis colts he's been with the team for nine years uh over nine years he's made 100 million with the team he won the 2018 comeback player of the year He's a four-time Pro Bowler, very successful quarterback. Did not win a Super Bowl, which sucks, but he has been, I mean, and he's been just a good dude on and off the field. And he was drafted out of Stanford. He was being compared to Peyton Manning. He was being compared to Tom Brady. Um, when he first got to the team, he he was good, but the pieces around him weren't very good. Um, like, when you're a quarterback, you want your offensive line to be really good so that you don't get sacked all the time, and his offensive line was terrible. So he, bottom line, he was in an environment where it was very easy for him to get injured in the game. And mm -hmm. over, the, over the nine years he was with the Colts, he had a shoulder injury, uh, he had a neck injury, 
foot injury, ankle injury. The most recent one was an ankle and calf injury. Um, and he has been battling injuries, and he took a year off at one point. But yesterday he announced his retirement. So we were at the game. Get pissed. Yeah, dude, because he's mentally worn down. So it didn't – and it's because of the injuries indirectly, but that was the prime reason he gave was because he's mentally worn down. Um, and it was interesting because we left after the third quarter of the preseason game against the Bears at Lucas Oil Stadium yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were literally crossing – Great night the, for a game, though. Yeah. We were literally crossing the street right after the game, right outside of uh, – after the third quarter, sorry. The street right outside the stadium. And I get, I get the notification on my phone. I tell you guys, and I was like – And you got it via fantasy football before any other outlet. Yeah. So at Which first I thought I was, was pretty interesting. And then like a couple of minutes later, I got the, the Schefter notification. So I was like, okay, yeah, it's official. And now at first he was like, there's no, there's no way. He was like, you're joking, right? I'm like, no. So I just – and this was announced. It must have gotten leaked. I don't, I don't think they meant for this to get leaked during the game, but it did. So people in the stadium started finding this out like during the fourth quarter of the preseason game with Andrew Luck on the sidelines um, – and I just thought it was it was just a very tough day for the city of Indianapolis to find out this news because I don't think anyone expected this. People knew he was battling injuries and he may have he was gonna miss part of the season because of it probably, but no one really expected this. And it was interesting because he, he after the game apparently he was going to the midfield to shake hands and people interrupted him. He's like, no, you should probably just get off the field now. I mean, everyone knows about this. Um, and he was Jeez. booed walking off the field, which is yeah. terrible. Yeah. Um, and so what I want to talk about is just, like, the emotional or the mental health aspect of it and, like, the fans' perspective. Because as a fan, like, at first I was pissed. I was like, why? Like, this is our year. We have the perfect team around you. Like, but then I realized, like, he is also, like, a person, too. And he's dealing with stuff probably that none of us have any idea what's going on with him. None of us are inside his head. And he's the man in the arena, like where everyone everyone else is Ooh, nice it, reference. Yeah, everyone else is just it's just noise at that point. There's nothing we can do. There's nothing we can say that's going to fix the situation and it's okay to feel a certain type of way, but um it just goes back to the fact that we as humans wear like different masks in our lives. Like we have our we have our identity at work, we have our identity within our families, we have our identity like within our friends and if if what you're doing isn't bringing fulfillment and you you can't like pour the passion and love that you want to into something, you shouldn't have to like respond to anybody when you don't want to do that anymore. So I just thought, um, don't always follow the path that people want you to follow. Like people identify Andrew Luck as a quarterback, which that's what that's how he became known. But he does like have a family and he does have he is a human too. And it was obviously just wearing on to the point where he couldn't. He couldn't deliver the way he wanted to deliver. So, yeah. I just think it's interesting. Like, he's only 29 years old. It's early. Uh, and I'm, I'm very, like, sad for him, but I'm also happy for him to the point where I'm hoping this can help him get back to, like, 100%, like, happiness. So, yeah. Just sucks, man. Well, this was our year. <laughs> I, I fortunately am kind of in the middle. So, uh, I, I can agree and challenge with with things i'm not i know you you love the colts like you've grown up here Mm -hmm. so and i've grown up very very close to chicago still in in indiana but close to the city like i'm a big cubs fan you know i like the hawks 
the Bears I've gotten indifferent on. The Colts, I've been down here so much that I'm a fan. But, like, when they play each other, I just I hope for a good game. Mm-hmm. And we found that out, and I was like, oh, wow, that's all right. It's kind of a surprise, but okay, whatever. So it didn't really affect me as much as, as most people in the booing. Like, of course, you never want that for mm-hmm. someone on, on your side, right? It's kind of the same as, like, so he's your quarterback. Like, he, he's making a decision, and root for the best outcome possible for your team. Yeah. Like, root for yourself, not against yourself. It's, I kind of equate that to whoever the president of America is. Just root for America doing well. Mm-hmm. Root that we do a good job. Yeah. And do things right. Root for that shit. And I, I think it was just very emotional with, with how people found out at the, the timing of the... The timing was terrible. And But you know, when you do that and when you plan for it to come out, you know outlets, whoever the first one is with that type of information wins. Mm-hmm with the news like you want to be the first one with it yeah like hey they reported it first it's people are gonna chit chatter Mm -hmm. so that that stinks that that's how it came out when it came out but to your point on the mental health side yeah he's got battles just like the rest of us forget about your fantasy team like you have hardships and things that you have to deal with and you have to cope how you do he's got to deal how he deals as well yeah and with a lot of injuries with the ability to just not have a a long streak without having to sit or rehab for this or that Mm -hmm. it's like okay i had a pretty good career maybe it's time I, i change it up a bit yeah and i know you made the the point when we were there that maybe he might Come back after a year or two. You never know. Never know. Never know. If he starts to feel really good about it again and starts to really work and and come back and have strong stipulations on on a deal, you never know. Mm -hmm. But I I don't think and I hope that the city doesn't love him less for that. It does stink that it's right before, like it's starting preseason. Two weeks before the season starts. Right. Not ideal. Jacoby's team now, the backup quarterback, Jacoby Brissett, he's got yeah. to step up, which I think he, he can he can be a starter in this league. Yeah. I mean, it's not like we have like a terrible backup. Like right. He's a good backup. Right. But, yeah. And here's the other thing. Have you ever quit a job and those people at that job were happy for your leaving, knowing that it was going to be better for you in the long run? Right. Because I have. Mm-hmm. And that's the same thing. He's just quitting his job. Because it makes sense for his own happiness and long-term benefit. Mm-hmm. And you got to be selfish in, in your own life. He's not living any of our lives. We're not living his. Like, as a fan, yeah, that stinks. Like, that's, that's your quarterback. Yeah. Totally. Community leader, too. But, yeah. He just That was his job. We have different jobs than that. He just quit. Yeah. Had to make a change. Yeah. We've all done it. It's mental health, man. Yeah. What so, really pissed me off, though, is O.J. Simpson posted a video. 
He apparently he had drafted Andrew Luck in his fantasy draft uh-huh. like an hour before that. Okay. And Andrew Luck retires. And he's just going off about how he's like, he's like, what did I do to deserve this? I drafted you. I was like, dude, you are the luckiest dude on earth for getting away with murder. Sit and spin, buddy. Yeah. Sit and he, spin. He's, talk, he's talking about how unlucky he is for drafting Andrew Luck in fantasy. I'm like, dude, you're the last person you should talk right now. Sit and spin. <laughs> just want to add that in there. <laughs> Come on, OJ. Good grief. Yeah. It's, uh, so it's a bummer. Yeah. It's, it's a bummer. The, the whole thing, all the directions about it are, are yeah. a bummer. But Andrew Luck, we wish you the best. Yeah, man. I mean, what, what was it? Drake? Don't be mad that it's gone. Be happy that it happened. Yeah, yeah. Which is, is hard, hard to apply to everything. But. but what was about to happen is what we got to people. This was yeah. going to be our year, yeah. for sure. Every, everything around him was perfect. Yeah. But, oh, well. I mean, yeah. It's not like what, he's trying to leave with bad blood. He'd, right. What do you got? Uh, so, last week, talked about starting yoga. And I did go to yoga. How was the first class? It was awesome. It was very challenging. Uh, it, it was, yeah, very difficult, very humbling. Because I knew areas in my body that I need better mobility, better lengthening. I have restrictions through um, motor control issues with certain things and with the yoga it was like i could i could feel the restrictions i could see it and it was like okay i'm glad i'm doing this because a lot of people might be 10 times worse than where i think i am and never do anything about it and then years down the road you know it leads to everything else so it was uh good to reconfirm again the few times i have done it my body has just responded well and been like yes more of this and so after uh, class last thursday night was the same thing i can already tell like all right i'm going to be a little sore in some areas i stretched a little more after but i was like i need to do this this is something my body does need and now i'm excited to go back yeah. And and I went, you know, I went by myself, which at first is kind of like, eh, get there a little early, make sure I have a good spot in the back, you know. <laughs> and right, I mean, look, I I haven't done it that much, so I don't know all the poses by yeah. by name and the movements and I'll, I'll get there. I'm easing into it. So I I get there a little early. I'm kind of doing some stretching, a little priming, roll a few spots like my back, my shoulders, things like that. And as I'm doing that, this other guy is kind of rolling out next to me. And he sees my yoga mat behind me. He goes, you going to, uh, you ever done yoga with James yet? Like, are you going to yoga tonight? I was like, oh yeah, for sure. And I was like, but no, I've not, this is my first class here ever. He goes, oh. He goes, all right. I was going to see what you thought about it. But I was like, well, give me an hour and I'll let you know. But he was, he was a cool cat, EMT, um, talking about, you know, he started doing yoga because of all the benefits of it. And, and so we were kind of had our mats close to each other. And then um, a good friend of mine from college where I houseboyed at, she was in that sorority and she ends up walking in. I saw her walk in the gym as I was kind of rolling out next to this guy, Cody. And I was like, oh, hey, what's up? I see her there frequently. And before I know it, she's in the class. She goes, 
this is my first time ever doing anything like this. I was like, hey, what's oh, up? It's first Me time too. too. Nice. I was like, my first class here. What's up? Let's. And they make go. you feel better when but, someone's in the same boat. Yeah, as you. and I'm like, yeah. let's get it. Let's get it going. And uh, and she's, you know, we were in the same business groups. That's how I, that's how I got to know her, and we've always been friends. And so I was like, oh, it's kind of funny, but nice to have someone that you know. But you know, I I had already talked to someone before going into the class. Didn't know she was going to be there, and it was cool. Like, all right. I appreciate this person stepping up and saying something to me. Probably knowing like, okay, I've been here at least enough times. I've never seen this cat before. I'm going to see if he's going. Like, So I appreciate him stepping up and saying something first. And now when I see him, it'll be, it'll just help enhance that relationship a little further. Mm-hmm. So love yoga man what are the benefits you're feeling after after day one anything anything noticeable anything that's helping you so far uh, in the well, short term that you felt well i mentioned already but humbled for one okay. and and now i know a different step of how to achieve most if not all of my desired outcomes with okay. my life I what think, about like uh body wise oh yeah so Helps you realize maybe where you're engaging things when you might not need to. So musculoskeletal awareness. Are you working through this body part when you should just be using this other group? Okay. So could also be like where you carry stress too, oftentimes. Okay. So it kind of helps you relax, but you're also very focused on the movement. They're challenging movements. So you need to hone in on your breathing, good diaphragmatic breathing balance uh, flexibility which i'm trying to work on but this will help me further along the process as well uh relaxation might sleep a little better kind of calms you down um but it does work and challenge certain areas too so you kind of stretch at the end as well but within it there's it's kind of like body flow style as well you're moving through things that's fluid then you do holds and you're focused on that, so it's hard to focus on all the other garbage or noise going on. That's one thing I noticed very, very fast was, okay, I can't really think about the other things because if I do, I'll lose track of my breathing, I'll lose track of my balance, my stance, how I'm doing this, how I'm holding my arms, how I'm going to move next, what I should be feeling, am I feeling, you know, you lose all of that if you let the mind wander. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's a harder challenge, especially if something is really just hanging on to you or just nagging at you. It's really hard to do that, but you still have to focus on everything else. So it's one or the other. You're, you're likely to fall over in class or you have to let that shit go at least for an hour. Can you let it go for an hour? You know, like if, you, if you got to keep thinking about it a little after that, like, okay, I got through it. That was good. I just need to mull on it for a little longer. Go sit in the sauna and do that. You know, don't go get under some heavy weight. Because if you're in that other mindset, you're not focused on your movements anymore. I like that. Muscle so, to mind connection. Yeah. So it's, you got to be there. We talk about being present all the time. Yoga is something that requires me personally. Some people might be more natural to it, but I'm required to be present. I can't do it well or to the best of my ability if I'm not. So I'm going to start maybe upping it to twice a week. Yeah. And maybe do lifts three times a week and then have like a mobility 
day extra or something if I'm feeling frisky that week. You know what I mean? All right, all but, right. But so uh, I don't like to do too much. I've kind of lowered my intensity some and upped calories. So messing with a few things here. But yeah, that that's my RLE. I'll okay. get off my soapbox, but it's uh, I already already love it. Yeah. So I think you should. I think you should come. I think you'd really enjoy yeah, it. Yeah, I want to. Yeah. For sure. So, Tuesdays, Thursdays. All right, bet. What, what? Good night. Yes, sir. Oh, yeah. Get you real ready for the rest of your evening. So, um, you want to get a little nerdy with it? Yes, always nerdy with it. Always nerdy with it. Little book talk. Um, you want to go first? You want me to go first? Uh. Doesn't matter. You got you got some real fuego, or yeah, I can. I, I'll let you end on it. Uh, I started a new book on Friday called "The War of Art" by Ooh, Stephen Pressfield. Got a new one coming into the mix. Yeah, it's a, it's a book that about talks about breaking through like blocks and winning your inner creative battles. So the reason why Ooh. is I just want to get more creative for the podcast, uh, more creative at work, uh, more creative in my writing as well mm-hmm. um, other ventures and a big part of the, what this book is trying to say is if you're trying to like break through that and you're trying to do meaningful work but you feel like you're procrastinating you feel like you're not as energetic you feel like there's something holding you back that's the resistance what he's talking about and the first part of this book he talks about the resistance and he talks about it's not the writing or the actual doing your work that's hard it's the effort in sitting yourself down to do it so that's that's the first point he wanted to make and talks about the resistance which prevents every human being from achieving like an optimal life creatively. And one of the chapters he talks about resistance and the concept of fear. And we've talked about fear on this podcast before, but it was towards the beginning. And I just wanted to like loop around back to it because this kind of frames it in a different way. And he talks about how fear is good because it's an indicator that tells us what we have to do. Because um, when we fear something that means that we're thinking about something that's really important to us and something that is instrumental in the growth of our soul. And he talks about how the more scared we are of doing some type of work, because I know there, for our listeners, there's stuff out there that you want to do, but it's, it's a risk of you going out and doing it. And whether that's you're afraid of what people are think, think of you, um, it's, it's unknown to you. It's uncharted territories, but the more scared you are of doing something, the more sure that you should do it. That's what he's trying to tell you. Mm. And how the most meaningful meaningful things that you do in life aren't done out of a familiar path. It's doing something that's uncharted territory. Um, so I just thought it was really interesting how he framed it that way um, and how you should lead into that. Because, I mean, what what's the downside of doing something like that? Oh, you failed? Okay, well, you, what did you learn from it? So I right. just, just thought it was, right. it was a great... Great concept. And if someone bags on it, it's like, okay, but I tried, dude. Mm-hmm. Like going forward is better than what 99% of the population is ever going to do. Yeah. Like people get to the 1% because they went for it. Mm-hmm. And almost 10 out of 10 times they went for it three, four, five, six, umpteen times before it finally happened. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's... That's it. And Will Smith has this great mantra that everything everything great in life is on the other side of fear. And he's like, fear is not real. Danger is real. 
He's like, but fear you can you can get over fear. Mm-hmm. Because danger is a thing. And it's something that comes from within too. Like fear, we we paint a picture of fear that's not even real. Right. And We're imagining your, something that's not there. That's all it is. Really. And to your point, the more afraid of it we are, the more it's likely you should do it. Mm-hmm. If it's like, man, I want to be here, but this step is, mm-hmm. oh, it's really scary. And there's no other way around it. This is what I have to do. I want to be here, but yeah. Yeah. So we think about what's the desired outcome. How disciplined are you going to be to just nut up and do it? Mm-hmm. You know, it's... Look, recently we started doing more uh, like Instagram stories and posts with the camera on us, which is at first a little scary. And now it's like, I'm not holding the gun to your head to follow us. So, you know, if someone doesn't like him, yeah, whatever. Okay, we're, we're going to keep going. So if we lose some followers, it's okay. And... It's the same thing, just those small, uncomfortable steps make the next few, I think, small, uncomfortable steps a little easier. Yeah. And it's like, so when a big one comes, it's like, okay, this is another kind of make or break. It's where people stop and turn around, or now we really got to just hang on tight and go through it. Mm-hmm. So I, I really like that, uh, talking about fear and how it's, it's a good just signal of what we should and shouldn't do yeah and, it, and it's, it's also like it'll also be strongest too when you're like right before you're about to be successful too yes like the the degree of it like whenever you're thinking about quitting you just realize like how close you actually are you just gotta keep going because then it's like once you get to the other side it goes to damn what if i hadn't done it mm-hmm. what if i didn't do it yeah then you can reflect back on it and be like, yeah, right. glad I did. Which is so much better. Even if it goes wrong, so much better than, what if I did do it? Mm-hmm. I remember I was thinking that when I was about to switch jobs. And I was thinking about every aspect. And then I was like, okay, am I going to, if I stay here where I am now, am I going to sit here? every day and wonder what if I went for it? What if I did it? Yeah. And the answer was yes. So I'm like, okay, time to go. Yeah. Fuck it, time to go. I can get another job like this if I, if I really want or need to. Mm-hmm. If it's gonna eat at me, fuck it. Let's go. Yeah. Buckle up. Hang on tight. Yeah, and it was probably a very fearful time for you but you still yeah. went ahead and did it but you got you got to go yeah like if you're gonna go you can't do it half-baked you got to go all in yeah so it's the war of art man okay it's a good one you're on a good string of books yeah i'm gonna start reading a good, lot more good string yeah i uh another one from don't sweat the small stuff and one that i wanted to bring up because it's a practice I think I can also improve on, especially with like uh, things going on in life, affecting mood, what have you. And it was remember that you become what you practice most. So how do you go about your life? Are you constantly you know, frustrated, uptight, defensive, 
And I'll be first to admit, I can get defensive very easily. And, or are you allowing yourself to be open, patient, kind, but whatever you practice in your life is what you're going to become. So practice mm. safely and accordingly. And it's like, okay, what fire do I keep on fueling? And what's really going to be the benefit? And what am I doing because I either want to feel sorry for myself or won't say something that's on my mind or yada, yada, yada. You know, so what am I really practicing? And I was like, man, it's, it's like, it's hard because some days you're aggravated, you're frustrated, you're pissed off, and you just want to fuel that fire. But we talk about your energy field. You give off, what, up to 60 feet outside of you is like the energy circle that you can give off to people. So you think of that. And if you work in a smaller office space, imagine it twice as big or twice as intense because you're closer. That 60 feet might be within everyone that you work with. So I was like, this is a, a good, good little boot and ass at times to have, I think. Because I always tell people, we become what we practice in terms of our body and and muscular wise, but it's with this too. Mm -hmm. so you also become what you think about too. Exactly. So it's everything. So when you're practicing, think about what you're going to become, the results from it. That's why I'm so good looking. <laughs> God. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You got anything else? I'm, I'm good for today. You're good? Yeah. What can I do to make you great? Ooh. Wait, what? You're asking me? Yeah. You said you're good for today, and I'm asking, what oh. can I do to make you great? Um, yeah. Didn't see that one coming, did you? No. <laughs> Give me, go get me my pre-workout so I can go to the gym. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Well, I guess I'm someone's errand boy now. Yep. Uh, hey, thanks for hanging with us, everyone. Hope you're having an awesome Tuesday. Uh, if you're digging the show, please head over onto iTunes um, and give us a five-star rating and review. Uh, let us know what you think about the show. If there's certain topics or people that you think we should uh, talk about or try to have on, uh, reach out to. We want to hear from you. Any questions or things that you would like us to address, uh, please throw that in there and then DM us on Instagram at Off the Dome Radio, letting us know you did so. Uh, it's kind of hard to tell everyone by just Apple ID, so give us your name and a good mailing address. We'll send a free laptop sticker out to you right away. Um, Tim, anything else for the people? Have a good week. Love it. All right, until next time. <laughs>